Today's scripture comes from Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. That's Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Hear now the inspired words of God. Peter and John went to the temple one afternoon to take part in the 3 o'clock prayer service. As they approached the temple, a man lame from birth was being carried in. Each day he was put beside the temple gate, the one called the beautiful gate, so he could beg from the people going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for some money. Peter and John looked at him intently, and Peter said, Look at us. The lame man looked at them eagerly, expecting some money, but Peter said, I don't have any silver or gold for you, but I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, get up and walk. Then Peter took the lame man by the right hand and helped him up. And as he did, the man's feet and ankles were instantly healed and strengthened. He jumped up, stood on his feet, and began to walk. Then walking and leaping and praising God, he went into the temple with them. And all the people saw him walking and heard him praising God when they realized he was the lame beggar that they had seen so often at the beautiful gate. And they were absolutely astounded. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You know, that's a pretty amazing offertory when the pastor forgets to come up and the offering, the ushers like forget because they're so in the moment. Um, That's a beautiful time. We're being changed from the inside out, right? Um, I want to tell you about a time when I was truly uh, realized what it meant to be changed from the inside out, and that was in December of 2016. In December of 2016, I took a pregnancy test, and I saw that it had two lines on it, and that was something that we had been hoping and praying for for months, and we'd been talking about it for years, and um, so I was just overjoyed. I showed it to Kevin right away. Um, he'll tell you he was in the shower and I was like, guess what? He's like, it can't wait. I'm like, it can't wait. Um, so he says that's the weirdest thing ever. You know, other people cook like little baby carrots. And I was like, hey, um, but I couldn't tell anybody. I couldn't tell anybody besides Kevin. So it just lived in my heart, but it was Christmas. And so suddenly, you know how Christmas is wonderful, but it can also be stressful. And for a pastor, especially all the worship services and, oh my gosh, we got to get out the mailers and where are the candles and how are we going to light up the way? And I mean, there's all this stuff. And suddenly, instead of all those things, I was like, oh, it's going to be okay. It'll all be okay. We'll take care of those candles. We'll take care of that mailer. We'll take care of all the extra bulletins. It's going to be fine. And I remember throughout that December 2016, I'd walk around. Um, I had this new reality, right? Nobody knew. And, but all of you, the guys at the sound booth, y'all, when you met me, you go, you look so happy. What's going on? I'd be like, it's Christmas. <laughs> um, and over and over again, it happened until I was worried. I was worried that there was something within my heart that was showing on the outside that you could see. And I was worried you actually knew what it was even before I told. What is on the inside, especially when it is deeply good, radiates out. 
And this is what we see in the book of Acts with the coming of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, like fire, settles on all of God's people. And from that moment that the Spirit arrives, the goodness and the joy and the power begin to radiate out. And people are changed. And Luke tells us specifically of one person who you could just tell the difference in, and that's Peter. Now, before, if you looked at Peter, you would have said, if, if I asked you, describe Peter, and you would look at him and you'd say, well, fisherman, I think. Now, occasionally you'd see him with Jesus. You'd see him on his own on a teaching mission, and you'd get a glimpse of something so much more and so much deeper than how he looked on the outside, but it was almost always quickly gone. And he tried to preach, and it didn't quite work out. He tried to teach. He tried to heal, but oftentimes Jesus had to come back and say, you know, you're not quite there. And I think about the best example of this is that time when Jesus is walking to the disciples across the water, and Peter says, I want to do that. And Jesus says, come on. And so Peter takes like one step and two steps, and he's like, yes! And then he sees a wave, and he's like, yeah! And he's sinking down again, and he's drowning. And so Jesus rescues him, and he just, he has this kind of a life where you, you mostly see just who he is, and you see flashes of what he could be, and then it's gone. But then the Holy Spirit comes. And suddenly, it's not the fisherman you're seeing all the time. You're seeing that flash, only it's there the whole time of his life. If you, if you saw Peter the day before Pentecost, and then you saw him the day after, you wouldn't recognize him. What had happened on the inside had totally changed who he was. And, and yeah, he had the same clothes and the same beard and the same hair. He was transformed completely different. And what he and all the church found is that the power of the Holy Spirit, God dwelling within them, it didn't slowly seep away. It grew stronger with every day. They felt more real and more alive and more able to live into this call to tell the world about the transforming power of Christ. So on this day that Pastor DG read to us about, it was just a normal day. And on a normal day in the temple, there would be prayer services. It's like Sunday church, right? Only they have prayer services in the morning and the afternoon after all the offerings. So offerings in the morning, offerings in the afternoon, followed by a prayer service. And Peter and John, being faithful people, they go. They're going to sit in the congregation they're going to pray. I want you to, to know that they would have gone through this gate here. This is called the beautiful gate. It's, it's walled up now. But in their day, it was open. It was one of the ways that you could get into the temple for this prayer service. And at the front would have been the high priest. He would have been his priestly robes with a, a breastplate that was bejeweled. One jewel for every one of the tribes of Israel. So if you looked at that priest, you'd say, There's my people before God. And there were Levites 
who, who were from around the nation, and they served for two weeks, and they would serve in the temple, and this day they had prepared an anthem. They were going to sing, so there's these resonant voices, and there's trumpets, and there's cymbals, and there's banners, and there's hundreds, thousands of people gathered to worship God. Do you see it? Banners flapping in the wind, and the sunlight striking the jewels, and the people gathering into praise. Do you hear it? call of the trumpet, the deep resonant voices of the choir singing to God, the beginning of prayer. Can you smell it? The burnt offerings still present, rising heavenward to the Lord. That's where Peter and John are going into that holy space. And they pass through this gate before they can get inside, they walk past a beggar. He hasn't walked in 40 years. His ankles are twisted. His legs are bent. He can barely remember that time when he was a child and he'd run. And now he has to be carried. He has to be carried. And he sits at the gate just asking for a few coins of everyone. And Peter and John are walking by, and they stop. And there's a command the beggar hears, look at me. Well, he hasn't looked up at people in a long time. He is used to seeing pity or revulsion or scorn. He's used to being kicked at or ignored. And so mostly he just looks at the dust and the feet. But maybe it means a coin. And so slowly he looks up. But the man who's dressed very plainly is saying he has no money. I figured. But then he says, I'll give you what I have. In the name of Jesus, be healed. And he's reaching out his hand, wanting me to take it. Is it mockery? Could be. My legs can't move. Not for 40 years. And yet, I've got to take this chance. So the beggar reaches up his hand, and Peter is strong. He starts to pull him up. They're clasping hands, and the man finds He's standing. He hasn't stood in 40 years. Everyone gave up on him. And this guy's smiling and this guy's smiling and tears are welling up in his eyes. And he takes that first step and that next step. And it's real. 
He feels something in his heart that is so real and strong. He knows God has healed him, and so he starts just jumping up and down, dancing and laughing and praising God. And remember where he was? He's at the back of a church service. It was a little disruptive, as you might imagine. And like, I can imagine the good church people, I've seen y'all do this, okay? You're good, and if there's some disruption in the back, whatever it is, you'll just try to focus, try to focus. Eyes will start to go this way or that way and see, (laughs) but you're trying to be good, and you're not drawing attention to anyone while they deal with whatever that problem is. And then if it goes on, because you can imagine this guy wasn't just like, yay, all right. He was like, woo, right? So all the church people are like, because that is the man who was broken by the door for how long? 40 years. They have every single one of them walked by that beggar in the dust for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, some of them 40 years. Can that be that guy? And so even though they know it's not appropriate, they start whispering to each other. I've seen y'all do that. Look at that back there. That beggar. That's old so-and-so. He's Who is that with him? Now, at this point, I like to think that the high priest would, like, silence the choir and be like, this beggar has been healed. We need to talk about this. Come right up to the front of this church. Stand right here and tell us about the power of God. Right? That is not what happens. What Luke says is that the prayer service went on, and Peter and John and the rejoicing beggar joined in, and the priests were like this. And the the Levite choir was like, that man is screwing up our anthem. And the other people are like, did anybody, like, authorize this? Did this go through committee? <laughs> so the prayer service continues, and the high priest, I suppose, brings it to a close. And as soon as it ends, Luke says, thousands of people go crowd around. I'm sure that they didn't wait. If, if a healing ever occurs in the midst of worship, you have my permission to leave <laughs> and go figure that out, okay? Because you have my permission. So they're... they're looking at Peter and John, and they're saying, how did you do this? And Peter's saying, I didn't do this. Jesus did this. Remember that guy that you screamed to crucify? They're like, ooh, yeah. Remember? I do remember that guy. Kind of a nice guy. Yeah. And he, God brought him back to life again. And all of this is believable now, right? They're they're ready to listen because the power of God is visibly at work in this man's life. And so thousands believe that day. Unfortunately, it's not the thousands of people at the front, right? Those dozen or so, they're not happy. And in the midst of this party, although they, they don't, they kind of are intimidated of the crowd, as soon as it dies down a little bit, and that would have been a while, they send the temple guards and they slap Peter and John in irons. And they throw them into jail. You all have to think that was probably the same jail that Jesus was in before he was crucified. And the disciples would have known what happened to him. 
And I'm sure that the high priest would have known that they were dealing with Jesus' followers. And they were going to make those farm boys cry, right? So the morning comes, and I want us to remember, do you remember the last time Peter was anywhere near the high priest's home? He sat in the courtyard. Jesus was inside, and he was warming himself by a fire. And around the fire were a couple, a handful of servants, and they were talking, and he was trying to blend in and not get noticed, and, and they would ask him, hey, you sound like you're from up north. Are you with Jesus? He'd be like, no. They'd ask over and over again until finally he, he says with an oath, I don't know him, right? To five servants, Peter couldn't stand up to five servants to say he knew Jesus. And so I want us to realize that now he is standing in this ring of the Sanhedrin, and Bruno is like cracking his knuckles, you know, and somebody else is going towards the flogging whip, and they're trying their best to scare them. And I, and I, want, and I, want, us, I want us to see Peter because he's not scared anymore. Remember, the Holy Spirit has filled him, and his life has changed from the inside out. And so the high priest says, by what power have you done these things? Because it's a power they don't understand. And Peter says, you want to know what, by what power a life was healed and restored? He was healed in the powerful name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene who you crucified and God raised from the dead. That puts them on their heels. And they send Peter and John away, and they gather this really nervous, scared huddle. What do we do? What do we do? And outside, through the open windows, they can hear the crowd rejoicing. They can hear the shouts of the beggar who's still dancing and proclaiming that he's healed. And so they bring Peter and John back, and they do the only thing they can do. They say, you better shut up about Jesus. And they said something like that, y'all. Stop it. Or else. And this is what Peter says. I love it in this moment. When faced with this or else, Peter says, what do you think God wants for us to obey you or him. We will never stop talking about Jesus. We will never stop. We will obey God and we're going to ignore you. And then it says, then Luke says, and so they threatened them some more and then they let them go. And I take, um, I take a couple things from this story, y'all, from this account of the early church. The first thing is that ordinary people are the ones through whom the church grew. Ordinary people, like Peter, who was a fisherman, and John, and the other disciples, and some other believers we're going to hear about. It wasn't the people at the front. Remember, the religious leaders are at the front, and Peter and John are at the back. They're in the congregation. It was through people like you and me that God's power 
healing word was spread in the early church, and it still is today. God needs you to welcome the Holy Spirit and be changed. God needs you to be more powerful than you've ever been before. God needs you to be out in this world. God needs you. And then the second thing this story reminds me of is that the change, the healing, the power doesn't occur in the heart of worship as much as I would love for it to be in the heart of worship because I'm a pastor. It happens at a door, at a gate. And change can happen here. It does happen here. But we have to remember that when the Spirit is changing us from the inside out, then we could see something, someone in the dust while we're on the way to something else. And we'd actually need to stop. And you guys, it might be that you are used by God at H-E-B or at the pizza place or on the road. I was, I'll tell you two stories. I was on the road, Flint Rock. You know it's all torn up by construction? Well, I had to stop. And the guy with the stop sign, I smiled at him. And he smiled at me, and then he went like this. And I was like, what? (laughs) I haven't been drinking. (laughs) And so I rolled down the window, and he said, Mija, do you have any water? It was 97 degrees outside. And I looked at the car, I looked, and I didn't have any water. And my heart was breaking, and he said, it's okay, Mija. It's okay. And he turned it to slow, and I went through, and I had Asher. And I was like, Asher, we're going to go get some water. And so we went, and we got some water, and I felt like kind of a dork, you know, because by the time I got back, that guy wasn't around, and so I was just rolling down my window, here's some water for you, here's some water for you. But I also felt like it was the best part of my day. To have seen someone who needed something, and I could offer it to them. Or another story, we were at a tournament last night with Anna, and we went to go get pizza, and we were talking to the waitress, and um, I was with Tiffany, and Tiffany noticed that she had a tattoo, and she showed it to us. We're like, it's beautiful, that's wonderful. And she said, this one over here on this arm, she said, this date is the day that my mom adopted me, and it changed my life. And she, had the, she said, I was in first grade, and she was a, my mom's a teacher in my class, and she adopted me, just like Matilda. And I felt like last night I was just there, and I was able to offer help just by listening. Haven't y'all found that at some point in your life somebody listened to you or gave you a hug or brought you a meal and it just healed you. And that's who God is calling us to be. People who are filled with the Spirit and who aren't too busy or too scared to see someone in the dust and to stop and say, I'm here with you, I'll help you. That's how our church has grown. 2,000 years ago and today, people filled with the Holy Spirit 
who are transformed from the inside out and then who go through life realizing that a doorway can be an opening to provide healing. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, just as the early disciples followed you with their whole hearts, and they weren't perfect, but you gave them your Holy Spirit, I pray that you would pour out your Holy Spirit on each of us. Fill us. Change us from the inside out. Help us to be and become more than we've ever been before. And Lord, as we walk through this day and the week ahead, help us to see the people in the dust and to not be afraid to reach out our hands to them. And when we do, Lord, Holy Spirit, move through us to bring healing that they need. We ask this in your mighty name.